Hello. Welcome to Meanwhile in Florida. I'm Devin. I'm Manny. I'm Derek. This is the podcast about Florida's history, mysteries, and... Old, dead, Florida mobsters. Alright. Sounds good. Today we are focusing on Miami. Yep. A little... Miami is like... 30, 40 minutes from where we Yeah, let's do, let's do our, what is Miami to you? To you. Let's start what with is, that. Yeah, what, like Miami is 30 to 40 minutes from <laughs> where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I always felt like it, I don't know, we didn't go there often. Really it was that. like too close to be cool, but then also like too far, like the traffic, we just didn't mm. want to go. I also, I mean, I, I moved away when I was like 21, 20 or 22 or whatever, so like... I mean, it, like, what's your the party life? Yeah, exactly. Like, is yeah. there a whole lot? I mean, I'm sure there is, but like, as far as like a destination, yeah, to take your kids, not so much. Really went there for some heat games. Yeah, Florida Marlins back when they were at the Miami Stadium, but that was like barely Miami, from what I understood. Yeah, a bunch of my Boy Scout friends and I went down when the MTV like VMAs were mm-hmm. there because everyone was showing up by boat and there's like a park not too far from there we were going to try to see everyone and we actually got super lucky because um instead of coming in by boat the black eyed peas uh literally came in their car to the park we were at we were just like walking out because we're like man we can't see anything we're walking out and the black eyed peas showed up in their car and got on mopeds they had rented because oh, they were going right. to show up to the red carpet at mopeds uh, and we saw them and um, that's crazy yeah i yelled out and asked fergie if she'd go to prom with me and what she's she like hurt or anything i think oh yeah I'm sure I said that. Like, tell yourself? Yeah, I might not have even said it. She didn't I was hear. like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, point blank. No. You didn't hear me. <laughs> Don't worry, for <laughs> Come on, Boy Scouts. Can you imagine? That would be like the worst experience for a kid. Yeah. <laughs> we blocked it out. But yeah, I mean, you, I don't think from. Yeah, it was just. It seemed like more of a hassle. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, like, when I go visit my family in New York. And I'm like, oh, I want to go see the Statue of Liberty. They're like, yeah, I haven't gone to see the Statue mm-hmm. of Liberty right. in years. And I mean, the traffic seems like it's always pretty bad. Always. It's forever under construction. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's I've, the things people like about it are, you know, like readily apparent. I mean, it's very pretty there. And, like, it's, like, right on the water. And the It's funny, though, because nice. that's what we say about Orlando. Like, people say that about Orlando. Like, the traffic's always bad. Right, yeah, right. And then we're like, but you don't know about the... Yeah. So there's somebody who knows about the, mm. the blank blank that yeah. we don't know about. <laughs> but we'll try to uncover some of it. So I, I'm going to start off with the um, the attraction. Um, one of the... Because actually it was a little bit like... It, as far as like drinking and having a good time and stuff, that is evident in Miami. But like as far as like attractions, like things that, like you said, you'd bring your kids to or you just want to check out... Mm-hmm. I don't see that much stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot. I mean, a lot of it's you know ocean-related tours and things like that. Actually, on the TripAdvisor's like top fifteen recommended things in Miami, I think number three or four was like go to Key West, which oh, made me laugh. <laughs> it was like Key West day trip. I'm like, that's one of the best things to do in Miami. In Miami is I guess the, I get it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like number two when you first go there. That's fine. Um, but. So I wanted to talk about actually one of the coolest things I've done in Miami, which was go to that Vizcaya Museum that Mm -hmm. I went to with Devin once. Um, The Vizcaya Museum and Gardens is rated four and a half stars on TripAdvisor. Have you ever been there, Derek? I don't think I have. I know you went with me. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Kind of like, so I I was trying to remember exactly what it looked like. I had to Google it though, but it has like a huge like 
garden. It has like a ship mm-hmm. kind of dock in the backyard. Yeah. Or the back side of the house, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were there visiting, there was like a whole bunch of people taking pictures mm-hmm. of like. It was like very specific though. It was like quinceañeras yeah. or something like that. Which is that. funny because one of my students in Orlando had her quince pictures taken down there. And when I was looking at the photos, I was like, oh, is this at the Vizcaya? And she's like, no, it's at this place in Miami. And I was like, that's the Vizcaya. But yeah. it, it was. She just didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> so some of the key things from uh, some of the reviews are to definitely do the audio tour. And we did that, right? We did the audio tour. I think so. And... Um, just to check out the gardens, which you're, you're going to have to naturally do when you go there. Um, and then one of the other key words is James Deering, who's the person who, like, brought the property into existence. Um, so I kind of wanted to just talk a little bit about who James Deering is and how it all happened. So in 1908, uh, this guy James Deering, who ran an international harvester company, is how he got all this money. Um, he retired, and that's when he decided, like, what should I do with my retirement and all this money? He wanted to build... An awesome house in South Florida in Miami so he got together with some guy named Paul I might butcher this but I might butcher a lot of names in this story I, I'm going to like Russian people and stuff that I can't even <laughs> say but Paul Chaflin is the first name I'll mess up um, who's like an art director who really liked like a European style so mm-hmm. him and this guy James Deering like traveled Italy picked up all these old antiques and that's what they filled the house with like all this stuff from Italy um, and they finished like the actual house in 1916 1923 um, but James died, like, only two years later in 1925. So, like, his brother got the house. His Eventually, his, awesome. his, his <laughs> yeah, but then his nieces got the houses a couple years later. Um, two hurricanes came through Florida, like, I think it was 1926 and 1935, big Florida hurricanes. I think I see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> that destroyed, <laughs> destroyed the house. Oh. Um, parts of the house, anyways. But anyways, they actually got the house, um, the nieces, I think, give the house back to somebody who was going to fix it up and that was that Paul Chaflin guy the art director mm-hmm. um, oh, that's cool yeah so he did have a lot um, to do with like the resurrecting of like, like he turned it into the museum kind of okay. like f- more so than like a living quarters um, but fast forward like 20 years in 1952 like renovations had gotten so bad that that's when they sold it to uh, like expensive is what I mean by bad that they sold it to Miami-Dade County for a million dollars and that's when they converted it into, like, a legit, like, art museum. Mm. So all this stuff, like, was donated by the Deering family. Like, it's just, like, Miami's... Like, this stuff was valued way more than a million dollars. They just kind of gave yeah, it to them for that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so all this happened. And then years after Miami take, took over it, uh, there was a heist job on the property. No. And what? people stole... Um, Three people stole $1.5 million in art, silver, and jewelry from no the, the Sky way. Museum. That's crazy. That's so messed up. It is crazy. But they did catch them three days later. This was the name I was predicting I would butcher. Uh, one of the people they caught was Vojislav Stepmenarovic. Okay. Sounds evil. Uh, <laughs> the, uh They found... Um, so, like, in New York, they had this case open where they felt like they were, like... Uh, honing in on like major jewel thieves in new york and as they were um kind of pulling into these three perpetrators they found when they kind of went into their apartment they found stolen goods from the visca so they must have mm-hmm. did like a separate heist in Just miami like a world tour mm-hmm. yeah and they went back up but they found like 200 they found 200 so they stole 1.5 million dollars worth of stuff they found two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of the stuff at this Vojislav guy's house um one of the things that was there was um 
a silver bowl that uh, belonged to Napoleon Bonaparte. Wow. And it, they say it was pretty much priceless, but then they say they found $250,000 worth of stuff. So I don't know if that's part <laughs> of that 250000 But yeah, so they did find them, but they were only able to recover that. So like there was a million dollars worth of stuff that just... Still, they don't... They, they never just... found to this day. That's crazy. Wow. Within three days, they had yeah, they, sold it or... Yeah, it or sold it on like a black market or something like that. Or just spread it on a road trip from Miami to New York. But um, in 1994, the Vizcaya became a national landmark. Um, but yeah, no one knows where that stuff is. That's but sad. I will say, like, if you're in Miami, definitely visit that museum. It was, it was easily like one of the best, like, of those kind of museums. Because we had been to another one in, I think. You talking about the Flagler? Yeah, the Flagler mm-hmm. was cool, but the Vizcaya was like, like I, it was such a. I feel bad that the guy. It died, was. Like, it was like two. walking into like a European castle. Like yeah. it's incredible. No, it was. It was fascinating, and like. I, I do I like I hate that he died two years after yeah, that he only got six. But I guess he 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 died at like sixty five, so at least he had a pretty pretty sort of long life for back then. I yeah. guess I don't know. He's super rich, so yeah he yeah he's doing better than us. I mean, also like he um <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd rather be him than me. Um, but I mean he did like he it sounded like he traveled a bunch for like yeah. inspiration for the house and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm like, sure, how fun I'm must sure... that have been to just go to Italy yeah. and shop for your house? Yeah, like... I'm sure creating the house was actually a lot of fun too. So yeah. it seems like if you the time you took to create it, you live wherever you were living and then living it for two years, it sounds like it's not not too bad. Yeah, that's true. A lot of those because we were watching a show on Netflix that was like the most extravagant houses or something like that, and it seemed oh, the like incredible the pe- interiors or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like the people who put these house like is this one guy had like all these rooms dedicated to like this is my Italian room this is my Spanish room or whatever and and like it seemed like he got most of his enjoyment out of putting it together cuz well yeah cuz the house looked like crap oh, I mean it was no. it was just was a hot it was mess. over it looked like a <laughs> yeah it looked like a themed like goodwill or something like that's fine yeah where it was just random <laughs> I forget what I was going to say. This is my guy's college dorm room. It's like one <laughs> lamp and a... <laughs> but everything was so over-decorated. Like, like his, just the stairwell. He was like, this is a stairwell like leading up to a castle in Italy in the year 1839. And, like, like it was so specific. But, like, I mean, it would have, like, stone stairs and, like, huge oh. mirrors. And, like, and that was just the staircase. Right. Then you would turn the corner. It would be a totally different, like, theme. And So he had, like, over-designed it. Yeah. But yeah, that's not the Vizcaya though. The Vizcaya. No, no. Oh, I will. I do. I will say all those places like that are always overdone. Mm-hmm. Like this place is packed with Italian like antiques yeah. and stuff. It's beautiful. But it is beautiful though. Mm-hmm. So definitely check it out. But yeah, that's that's the main thing. I mean, uh, other than that, in Miami, like I'm curious, I said, did you come across any negative reviews? Like it was what was it four and a half stars? Uh yeah, I, I a couple, but. What I've learned about TripAdvisor is Just that people, people... were like, they had more stuff before those guys came. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only giving it three People stars. are petty. Like, one I did put down here, um, the, the subject heading is boring. <laughs> and it says, wouldn't waste my time or money again. Worn out and just not that impressive. And then next sentence says, if Elvis lived back then, he would live in this house. What? <laughs> I was so like, what? Like, so is that a compliment? Or, or do you, does he also hate Elvis? I don't know, but yeah, um, I can't even fathom freaking what that Elvis would, mean. would live here. That's how much of a yeah. crappy place it is. And what? Yeah, that's crazy. when was it built? Uh, it finished in nineteen twenty-five. Okay, so I mean the house was around while Elvis was alive. Yeah. He didn't live there. I start to realize clearly that didn't listen to the audio tour. That's true. He probably didn't. But no, it was really it. W- it was pretty fun. But um, 
yeah other than that in miami a lot of the stuff um i'm interested if people post on like facebook or instagram like what are some of the cool things to do out there but a lot of it is like your sightseeing like boat tours mm-hmm. um you know that they have little things like the hop on bus that takes you yeah. to these kind of little historical i've done places. one of those like celebrity house tours Oh, where they really? you get on the boat and they try to show you all I can't even remember whose celebrities' houses were there, but because isn't there like Star Island is down there, right? Like Will so Smith's house or whatever is there. Mm-hmm. But you can't get to that, right? Like that's it's like you can't get there. You can't drive onto it, but the boat will like take you. You can see the backyards of all their it. properties and stuff. Yeah, so that's one thing. Like, I would love to see. I would love mm-hmm. to walk the streets of that. But I guess you get it too, because it's like if you could walk the streets of Star Island, yeah, then it's it not just, exclusive, and they wouldn't. Yeah, it'd just be like really a Disney would. World where you're just waiting for somebody to stick their head out. Um, Which is kind of what like Hollywood is like, because you can just, although we failed at it. Yeah, we couldn't find. We find found some people's houses, houses, but we couldn't find them. No. Well, also everything was covered by huge bushes, and then we were like, right? Yeah, I'm sure well, they have big walls. And behind and that bush is. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, everybody had like huge hedges mm-hmm. and stuff. The one that made me the most mad though was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air house, was covered by like oh, a huge yeah. bush thing. Like, why did you buy that house? If you're like, if hide the it outside of the house is famous, why did you buy that house? I yeah. hope they listen to this podcast. Yeah, sell that seriously. house. Well, that's like the full house house. The real Don't you full know house that Elvis house. was alive at that time. He would have lived, <laughs> yeah. lived there. Have a heart. Like the Full House house in San Francisco, they painted it so it doesn't look like it. Because they were tired of people. And I'm like, exact same thing. Why buy the Full yeah. House house if you're if you're just gonna be like, no yeah. one else can look at it. That would be like if I like went through the trouble of like it, like buying a Lambo and training the Ghostbuster car. I'd be like, why is everyone taking pictures of my car? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Paint over it. I'm getting real remember, sick of actually, people honking at me. It's funny because last episode we talked about Tom Cruise. Didn't we see Tom Cruise's house? And it was the wall was insane. Like it was a, the biggest wall of hedge I've ever seen in my wow. life. Like. Remember? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, yeah. And, like, you could see this, like, little electronic keypad mm-hmm. in the middle of grass. Yeah, that was all you could see. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so go to the Vizcaya. That is... I'd give it five stars. That is, yeah, that's my five-star place to go in Miami. Also, the Miami Marlins Stadium is a pretty that cool stadium. Cool. It has a fish tank, like, in And it's air-conditioned. And it could be a closed stadium, but, yeah, that is a good place to go. I, I genuinely, like, it's in a nice, like... Well, nice is probably a loose word to use there, but it's in a very Miami area, mm-hmm. too, like a real Miami area. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So what is uh, is what used to be Joe Robbie Stadium still around, or did they take it down? Pro uh, Player Stadium? Yeah. Still, yeah, Pro Player Stadium is, is still the Dolphin Stadium. Because oh, okay, they used to okay. share, and now right. it's just and the now Dolphin, just the Dolphin okay. Stadium. Yeah. Uh, so my history of Miami, um, I'm kind of focusing in an area, but I'll do a quick recap. Um I was trying to figure out why it was called Miami, and the article I was reading said that um, that like some of the natives referred to the Miami River as the as their beloved Miami River. I don't know what that means, um, but I guess it means something in their language. I don't know. But that kind of sounds like at the beginning of Burn Notice. I remember his <laughs> girlfriend was like, in the first season, she was super Irish, but her accent went away slowly. But at the beginning of every episode, he'd be like, oh, they'd be like, you've been burned. And then he'd be like, where am I? She's like, Miami. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so there's natives living there, as much as most of Florida is. And then um, when the Spanish came in 1513, a lot of the Indians, most of the natives um, died, whether it was due to war or disease or just whatever. 
Um, most of them were gone. Um, there actually was a period in the 1800s where a bunch of Bahamian families came over, and so um, there there's a there was a significant population of um, people from the Bahamas. Florida became a state in 1821, um, and so a couple things started to happen with the city of Miami. Um, this guy named Fitzpatrick built some big slave plantation. I don't even. I don't know who cares about that guy, but um, so there, the Seminole Wars were happening as we talked about in the last episode um, that have impacted Orlando as well, and there were several attempts at um, settlement, but it, it didn't really take hold um, until a couple of people moved into the area. A lady named Julia Tuttle, um, she I think is actually pretty cool because she she, she it was just her um, doesn't they didn't mention a husband or anything like that but she uh bought all this land and like started farming and oranges and things like that and she was really trying to convince henry flagler to continue his railroad down to miami because it was going up to west palm in that point at that point and she was really trying to get him convince him and it's funny because i read two different stories about it and one story said that he was kind of like i don't really know but um once uh, i guess like a big freeze had gone through florida one year and all of her oranges we're fine. Oh. And um, and she was, like, the only orange supplier that year. I don't know if they, the state or the whole country or what, but she was the only orange supplier, and, like, that's what convinced um, Henry Flagler of, like, the to location to, like, start building down there and stuff like that because just, like, I guess the weather was... It oh, was wow. just going to be a good, good location. But then I read another story that said that Henry Flagler was kind of planning on doing it the whole time, mm-hmm. um, like, kind of secretly, and then she kind of is what convinced him to go. But anyways, either way, she's kind of, she's the reason. So he did, he extended his railroad all the way down to Miami and once he got there, he started doing a whole lot for the area. Um, he built, uh, streets, he put in water and power, um, and he built this hotel called the Royal Palm Hotel and it was like, I mean, if you've ever been in any of his buildings, like his house or any of, uh, What's the one in St. Augustine? It's just called Flagler College, right? Flagler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was once a, ho- a Flagler Hotel, and they're just these extravagant, yeah, just larger than like life. They're insane. And so this hotel was no different. It was beautiful and huge and, and just gorgeous. And so it was built in 1897, and I was looking at the list of people like Rockefeller, uh, Andrew Carnegie came, mm. the Vanderbilt stayed there. I mean, it was just like the who's oh, I who. I bet if Elvis was alive, then he would have stayed He probably would have stayed there, too. Um, but unfortunately, the hotel got destroyed in 1930. So it wasn't even up for all that long, 1897 to 1930. It's only like 33 years mm-hmm. that it was around, which makes me really sad. But um, And the reason it got knocked down is because they deemed it was a fire hazard. Like, it was all made out of wood and, like, just... It was, like, nothing you can do to fix it. I guess not. I don't know. But it's actually... After the, 30 years, they after decided 30 this? 30 years. I know. That's so well, sad. you know what I just realized? <laughs> this hotel... Yeah, I don't know. Um... But uh, it's actually where, if anyone's familiar with Miami, where Bayfront Park is. Um, you you guys probably know Bayside. Yeah. Kind of near. It's like I think a little that's the bit. The park where I asked for you. Pro- it probably actually, yeah. is. Yeah. Actually, I think it, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was right there. Is right where the hotel was. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like right on the water. That's mm-hmm. like. Yeah, apparently some of the land was vacant for a long time. It was just like a parking lot. And then slowly other people have bought it up. But I think the Bayfront Park is the majority of where it was. Mm. So that that always makes me sad when, like, beautiful things get 
yeah, are just no longer so. there. Um, but Miami went through, uh, after that, some rough times. The fire kind of went through the city. There was a lot of violent troops that were stationed there because of the Spanish-American War that was going on um, in Cuba. And there was a yellow fever epidemic. And then um, it started to really revitalize when the government um, started draining the Everglades for, for more land. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it got... The, there's a slogan going around called land by the gallon because people thought kind of like schemers would start buying up land that they that they knew or felt like the government was going to drain right. and selling it to other people without telling them that the land was actually underwater at the time oh, wow. so they're like prime florida real estate when it was really yeah underwater wow. so that's why they said land by the gallon kind of funny that's a pretty clever scheme though it, it's brilliant if you're jerk yeah um so what i wanted to focus on is this area uh of miami that's called overtown and i had never heard of it have you heard of it no. anybody Mm-mm. so um it actually began as uh, uh an area that was assigned to black workers who came to build the railroad so it okay. was basically like they didn't you can't own anywhere like this is the only place you can live if you're black okay. and so it actually had the name colored town which thank goodness it's changed now um so it was just a sign for these workers. Now, here's what I think is really interesting. Um, when they wanted to get the city of Miami incorporated into an official city, they didn't have enough white men to vote in order to get the city to be incorporated. Mm-hmm. And so they, they allowed all these black men, all these workers and everything, um, the right to vote. And they actually were one-third of the men who voted. Um, we're black. They get the city incorporated, and then as soon as the city becomes incorporated, they, like, took back all their voting That's rights and bizarre. S- and civil rights and all that stuff. So it was like, they let them vote for that one thing to, like, benefit them, and then was like, course, yeah. oh, yeah, back to normal. So um, so they lost all those civil rights, and they're, you know, living through black codes and Jim Crow laws and, you know, not being able to use the same beaches as everyone else, mm-hmm. same restaurants, same, you know, all that all that um, stupid, horrible stuff. But the area was, they, they had a lot of businesses and restaurants and stores, and the area was really thriving, and, you know, many owned real estate. There was a hotel called the Mary Elizabeth Hotel that was built and operated by a black physician named Dr. W.B. Sawyer Sr., and that hotel, like Thurgood Marshall stayed there. Mm. Um, some congressmen stayed there. A. Philip Randolph, who was like a labor uh, leader, um, Dr. Mary McLeod Bethune, who's another Florida history mm-hmm. figure. W.E.B. Du Bois, who's a big um, uh, figure for uh, African-American rights and things like that. So all these, like, you know, huge, huge uh, figures in, in history have stayed there. And and they there's this area of Overtown that's known as Little Broadway. And it had all this, it was like the center for, you know, all these, like, uh, music clubs and like all this like theater and, and stuff and um, today the Lyric Theater is the only surviving building okay. of what was originally there but there was a guy named Clyde Killens and I guess what he would do is when when um, performers would come down to, to Miami Beach to the clubs or the hotels or whatever to perform he would like the black performers he would get them to come back because they weren't allowed to stay in Miami Beach because it was during the Jim Crow era. So you'd get, like, Louis Armstrong to perform at this hotel, and he couldn't even stay at that hotel. So he, this guy, Clyde Killens, would get them to come back, and so he was kind of responsible for getting all these, like, huge performers and just celebrities and to come into that area. So some of the, like, Louis Armstrong, like I mentioned, Nat King Cole, um, Sammy Davis, Celia Cruz, Ella Fitzgerald... 
um, poets like Langston Hughes and Zora Neale Hurston, uh, boxer Joe Willis, Jackie Robinson was there all the time. So, like, all like, these really, huge people. These are all the the uh, characters of that one chapter of the American history book. <laughs> right, right. It's true. It's true. Um, and so, unfortunately, though, like, in the 60s, the area started to really uh, just get really run down. Um, typical of, uh, like, minority just the relationship with government and like minority neighborhoods right. they built like two freeways right through the middle of the neighborhood i think 95 was one of them um they built it right through which displaced like half of the people Jeez. like you know tore up off of their homes mm-hmm. and stuff like that so there you know a lot of a lot of homelessness a lot of you know more crime and stuff like that so it's already become this place that like nobody wanted to go tourists were really scared of going there because you know there would just be all this this stuff they were trying to avoid um, but now they're really trying to put in a lot of money and, and to revitalize it. Um, the Lyric Theater has opened again for the um, in 2000 is when it opened, but it had been closed for 40 years. And so they're you know they're trying to put like shows back in there and make a museum out of it. And there's like w- walking tours that are available now. And I think that double decker bus you were talking about now stops on you know in that neighborhood. And so they're really That's trying cool. to like Over, bring it Overtown back. Is what it's called, Overtown right? is what it's called now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they're really trying to bring it back into like this area of culture, and I mean, there's there's still a lot of stuff that's not great, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. It's just a cool thing that I had never heard of, and I thought was really cool, that and is, I really hope they're really able to make it kind of back to the glory mm-hmm. that it was. That's cool that they were. Oh, I forget the name of the individual, but who was like bringing back the. Oh yeah, the Clyde Killens who yeah. go out and like yeah, bring them back to that neighborhood. Because I don't, I can't imagine how you like. You, you'd come back to a neighborhood that didn't want you to be mm-hmm. here. Like, it's just a crazy thought. Yeah. But I, te- like, I teach about that in history. Like, even, even like, in New York where jazz was created, like, it was created by these black performers. And then, you know, all the white people would go pay, and they, but they wouldn't be allowed. Like, they wouldn't be allowed to sit and watch another performer at the same club that they perform at. You know what I mean? Like, Louis Armstrong yeah. wouldn't be able to go sit in the whatever club he'd be yeah. at, you know? That's like, crazy. so he could perform, but he couldn't, like, come back and sit and watch. Or come it's in at any other time. It's crazy. It's so stupid. But how big or how much to do there? Is it like a day trip? Is it like a? It seems like a day trip. I don't think it's like they they gave exact streets that it's yeah. From my understanding, it seemed like it was like a couple blocks maybe. Okay, but okay. I could be totally wrong. I'm okay. not that familiar with Miami. So, yeah, so, so so just kind of swing by next mm-hmm. time. Swing by check. I was gonna say it's gotta be a day trip because there's a Key West day trip in my <laughs> yeah. right, right. yeah. like, I, I was watching a video and the uh, the girl that was kind of promoting it was saying like a lot of the walking tours in Miami can be like a hundred bucks something like that but there for this walking tour it was like fifteen dollars okay. and, and you could do a whole tour of the area so that would be pretty cool mm-hmm. um, alright so mine I am covering the Biltmore Hotel it's like um, I, think, I don't think it's in Miami proper I think it might be in like Coral Gables or something like that okay. it's like one of the really close by places um so construction began on Friday the thirteenth, nineteen twenty-five. Oh my yeah, gosh! So let's get this ball rolling right away. Uh, it opened um, January nineteen twenty-six with a, like an enormous party, like picture like a Great Gatsby style um, party, and you had a lot of people coming in on trains that were they literally called the trains Miami Miami Biltmore Specials that were just coming like essentially it was like your trip right to the Biltmore, and um, once it was finished they had uh one of the biggest pools in america and they survived the um what do you call it the depression mm-hmm. by having like um shows at the pool that so even like uh you know you had like a lot of rich and f- famous people coming to the hotel and stuff like that but they were also bringing a lot of money because just like 
uh, average Joe plus the celebrities were going to see these um, synchronized swimming shows um, and like diving shows and stuff like that. Um, they had, uh, let's see if I can pronounce his name. His name was Johnny uh, Weissmuller. Uh, he was a swim instructor there, and he also broke the world record, I think, for the 100-yard freestyle, uh, which he kept for 17 years. I think he did the 100-yard freestyle in 51 seconds flat, which is pretty quick. I used to swim, and I was not um, in the ballpark. Um, but what, what's interesting is that guy went on to play uh, Tarzan in the 30s. So oh. he, he, might, he might have been your swim instructor if you had gone to the Biltmore. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Um, like in the movie Tarzan? Yeah, in the 30s he played uh, Tarzan in the, the, like the handful of movies that came out. Um, that's, so, that's the one that was like on the great movie, right? It was, yeah. And so uh, during World War II, unfortunately, gets converted into a military hospital, which means they seal all the windows with concrete and they covered like the marble floors with linoleum and stuff like that. It's tur- like they just seal it up and essentially ruined this amazing huge hotel because it's for protection. Yeah, oh. and uh, so <laughs> I didn't I didn't think about for protection at first. I was like they just had to make it suck. Yeah, yeah, like, it just it's has a military, military hospital now. Hider, yeah, yeah this is too way too fancy. Um, <laughs> So even after the war, it stayed a, a VA hospital for a long time, and it actually housed the University of Miami School of Medicine um, because it was, uh, I should have written this down, I have a little too much history, but it was, uh, it was like co-created by one of the guys who also founded University of Miami. Oh, okay. Um, so it was big, big VA hospital, um, also School of Medicine, and so obviously like being that it was a hospital during the war and after, hundreds of people have died in this mm. old hotel. And uh, the lower levels were the morgue, and what the UM kids, the, they use the morgue for what they call gross anatomy classes, which mm-hmm. is funny because it's like, just gross anatomy, but um, <laughs> it's just where, what, this is basically what they call any anatomy that's not like at a microscopic level, and you're just dealing with the organs and stuff. So yeah, it stays that for a long time. In 1973, uh, the Historic Monuments Act and Legacy of Parks program, um, they gave the Biltmore to the city of Coral Gables, so they, essentially the city owns it. And uh, but by then it was just like super ugly. Just like you have this like hotel that's got like windows filled with concrete, and it's just been not taken. I want to see like before and after pictures. Yeah, (laughs) and it's just been. I mean, it's it nowhere near the the, like level of upkeep that it had when it was a hotel. That's the kind of stuff the devil was saying though. Like when somebody like destroys art. Yeah, yeah, it's It's like murder almost. Yeah, you're just like what? Just build another military. Mm -hmm. You're just filling stuff with concrete. That's, I, how do you do that to the people that work there? So I'm sure it was just awful to have, like, have that happen. So the city of Coral Gables gets the, what used to be the Biltmore, Biltmore Hotel, which is now the uh, Biltmore VA Hospital and Gross Anatomy Lesson Place. Um, and so they get it, and it takes about four years and $55 million to restore it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did actually reopen it in 1987. Um, so this place, obviously, I, a lot of hotels have, like, crazy stories and, and people die in them a hotel that was turned into a place where there were like dying soldiers that had no family mm-hmm. and uh they took in a lot of like um dead homeless people for off, uh, autopsies and stuff like that is obviously gonna be mm. super haunted so what's wild is this place um there are reports of it being haunted before it even opens uh people from the outside are witnessing hauntings going on inside what? so there's throughout no, throughout no. the 70s and 80s um there are people on this uh on an adjacent golf course and they would see uh like lights in the place mm-hmm. that did not have electricity um they would hear music and they'd hear like crashing objects just like from inside and um 
it, w- it was so common that sometimes people would travel like to come just stand outside and like try to see if they could see a ghost or whatever. Here's the most insane thing I've ever heard. So in 1979, this is uh, seven, eight years before uh, it gets reopened, um, four years before they start restoring it, the Coral Gables and Miami police show up and storm the building because there are reports of just like a ton of people inside. Mm-hmm. And uh, they get there and they like, uh, you know, they do like their police scan thing and there's there's nobody actually there. What? And so they're inside and they're looking through all the rooms um, you know they're expecting trespassers and it's completely empty this is 14 police officers storm storm the place some of the police officers from that state outside are watching as like windows are closing on the top floor and stuff like that while the cops are in there and they hear like glass breaking and some of the guys inside thought you know like would occasionally think they saw someone in the hallway and it would turn out there was nobody there and so like not believing that they were just like in a haunted hotel they um sent for two separate uh, canine units to come in uh-huh. and like they're like okay there's people here the dogs will smell them and um the dogs literally fled and ran out within five no. minutes of being in the building and mm-hmm. so yeah um so the restoration began and uh some workers would refuse to work at you know after dark mm-hmm. and some would refuse to work inside at all they'd only do like outside work so it did like calm down a little after reopening almost as if like the hotel like like calmed down because it was not ruined anymore or whatever mm-hmm. But um, psychics who have stayed stayed there said, I don't know how much credence you put in this kind of stuff, but have said that they uh, estimate that there's, like, hundreds of spirits that still, like, stay in this hotel. Um, One of the more famous ones is, uh, they call it the Lady in White, which I feel like every haunted place has has its own Lady in Lady in White. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the like when you go to a big city and they've got the the silver guy, the spray paint. Like every city's got one. <laughs> That's their like. We're watching thing. Dark Places on eight. Oh, Sharp Box. Sharp Box. What is Dark Places? Dark mm-hmm. Places is something I've heard. That's the other Jillian. Flan- Dark Flanders? Places. No, J- who? What's her name? Is it J.K. Sanders? Jillian Flynn. Jillian Flynn. Flynn. That's isn't it. Dark place. But anyway, sharp objects is villain is or not villain, but their mysterious person is it's the lady in white. white. Oh, fine. So they'll sometimes guests will see her like in their room, like they'll. It is. Okay. <laughs> they'll like um, see her like maybe at the foot of their bed or whatever, and she'll be gone once they turn the lights on, uh, to the point where like it's not uncommon for people just like the front desk to just get calls about people saying that there's like a lady in their room and there's not. Oh my gosh. Um, so. The other place that people will see her is they will see her literally running to the balcony. And the crazy thing is that they're, um, this is another one of those things where it's like, oh, it's got to be this lady in real life, but this is pretty compelling. There was a lady who um, in the 40s fell off the balcony because she saw her son just kind of like goofing around and like balancing on mm-hmm. the, the handrail thing. And so when she went to go get him, she lost her balance and fell. And this was like on the... I think it was like the fifth or sixth floor or something like that. So that they, they call that a residual haunting when, like, in her ghost form, she keeps running mm-hmm. to the balcony trying to save her kid or whatever. Oh, um, so they the the hotel won't like just like divulge her name, but apparently they they said enough to say that like her name is in the registry. Like if you look through, like her name's uh, in there somewhere. Um, and there's another pretty crazy one. I should have wrote down his name, but there was a an old gangster that used to go there, and he actually had like a speakeasy in a casino within the hotel. And he was, like, the Florida version of, like, an old, like, Chicago gangster kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, one day he was, like, shot at the hotel in his casino. Like, um, they're not 100% sure why, if it was, like, a dispute over, like, a card game or if it was just, like, a rival gangster or whatever. But they, like, shot him in the face right there. And so 
there's like a quick rush to clean it up and essentially empty out the casino because once an investigation started like you don't want them to find yeah. out that they had like an illegal casino going this whole time but supposedly he haunts the place and um there's like legend has it that like he would always have like a ton of girls in his arm and it's like really common for him to like make his presence known like women at the hotel and there's this insane story where a lady and her husband um get in the elevator and uh, despite whatever floor they pushed, they it took them to the 13th floor, which is where the casino was, which has now been converted into a, like a suite. It's one big room. Oh, really? You're supposed to have a key card to even get there. And they get there, and the door just opens. And it's like open for like a few minutes. They're, like, what? They, they're just kind of looking around, and like, um, you know, like the sun's coming in or whatever. It's just like a big suite, but they can't figure out what they're doing there. And so after a while, they just decide, like, go ahead and get out. And as soon as the wife gets out, the door shuts. So the husband gets sent back down to the lobby. He can't get the buttons to take him back up. And she's stuck in this suite. And he goes to the front desk, and he's, like, panicking. He's like, I don't know what's going on, but the the elevator just took us there, and it's shut before I can get out. She's, like, stuck there. I can't get to go back up. So the the guy that works there has the key card. He has it go straight to the 13th floor. It opens it up. And she's right there at the door, like, kind of freaking out. And um, they bring her back on. And, uh, you know, I later just shut something come down. But, like, um, they ask her, like, what happened or whatever. And she would just say that, like, every once in a while she thought she could hear voices or whatever. But she kept smelling cigar smoke. And it was, like, a, she was, like, keenly aware because she, like, can't stand the smell uh-huh. of that. And so she's just up there by herself hearing, like, voices and smelling cigar smoke and stuff like that. And, like, she said she kept, like, spinning around because she thought there were, like, people behind her or whatever while she's just, like, standing right by the elevator door oh hoping to get back. Wait, so and how so- did they get separated, though? The door she shut. stepped off, and then it yeah, shut. So she, like, right when he was about to walk out? Yeah. yeah. That was like you when the yeah, subway train yeah, that, that in uh, <laughs> Manhattan. Yeah. Shuts right in front of you. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Um, they The Billboard even hires, like, uh, they have, like, a storyteller at the Billboard where they, you can kind of go and... Really? Yeah, and he'll tell mm-hmm. you, like, folklore. I don't know if they include, like, all that kind of stuff, but um, that'd be a cool place to go check out and see if you can see Lady in White and stuff. Yeah, that's so creepy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I want to check that out. I don't. <laughs> I mean, there's like a... It's a weird thing where, like, I feel like if there was if there was a place I can go where it was guaranteed I'd see a ghost, I would probably go... Especially if it was a place like that that, like, is still a running business. Because, like, in my opinion, a lot of the danger of, like, going to see a haunted place is usually that it's, like, an abandoned hospital or something like that. And so I don't want, like, to be in a, in a place that's not safe, at, like, because yeah. it's, like, asbestos or something like that. And then yeah. also be hoping to see a ghost. But I get to go to like a clean. I was like, gonna say you don't want to get dirty, right? And, see and I knew I'd see a ghost. I would go because I feel like it's a little less scary going with the express purpose of like, oh, I'm going to see a ghost versus like, I wonder if there's a ghost in mm-hmm. this place. I would um, do I would it if go. I could be like those people that just saw it from the outside. Oh, if you can go you know to the what I mean? Like, and, yeah, yeah, just like, oh, stuff. there's a ghost in there. That's cool. I, I can't get over the story of the police officers and like, oh my that's gosh. insane. That's crazy to me. I mean, literally, like, send in a SWAT team out. And like, he, because I'm just picturing, like, the cops on the outside are probably radioing in, like, there's yeah. someone on the, you know, right, the right. 12th floor or something like that, and they're, like, running up there, and then, like, nothing. Yeah, there. I mean, like, what, oh are, you, like, what are you thinking when you just walk away from that scenario? Yeah, like, a what like, po- yeah, exactly. What point do you just, like, well, nothing's yeah, here. Nothing like, here. I would go crazy. That'd be really crazy. Oh, my gosh. So... We are going to go ahead and launch into our interesting things that we... Yeah, current events, weird Florida, pretty much this is our anything goes right. segment. So, do we keep, you want to keep our order, Manny? Um, Mine's just not as interesting as I'd like it to be. I, I felt I, it was a, a week for me where I wanted to find like a, like a dumb Florida man story. Uh-huh. 
and Florida let me down. No, I agree. This was not a good week for Florida, man. I found some cool stuff in the past, like somebody tried to burn a house down with spaghetti. Um, with ragu, <laughs> with ragu, that was like in March though. I was like, that's too far back to be yeah. current. What? There was something Did a couple it? weeks ago where I, <laughs> I heard somebody like, oh man, like, <laughs> like bit their brother's penis off or something like that. Um, but I just didn't want to talk about that. Like, <laughs> and yet here we are. Yeah, like I'll mention the headline, but I didn't want to like research. I know that's the I problem. Like, yeah, it's like scholarly article about. And then usually the research doesn't go that far. It's just like, yeah, he he did. Yeah, he that's, did it. Yeah, that's like, the worst part yeah. about stuff like that. It's like, uh, there's no ghost yeah, story. Yeah, suspects or... say, and then it's just like, here's his neighbor. He's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the whole. There's like no record of him going to jail or whatever. But yeah, uh, so I I didn't find much. My I actually have a video which on a podcast I know video doesn't work that well, but we'll I'll, we'll post it because we have an Instagram now. But this is my interesting thing of the week. So, so why don't you explain to yeah, us? You might. What, what you, you heard just... was a man running an alligator through a gas station. Um, <laughs> for no other reason. <laughs> but like, he's holding like, the just alligator, like, football style. It's yeah. large. How many, like, what, like, three, four feet? Yeah. That's a he's big just kind of, like, draped over his arm. Yeah. The way you would carry, like, a hold of baby if you're going to give it, like, the, like, the, the back things. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's, like, chasing customers down <laughs> with the alligator. Like, just laughing saying, about, yeah. oh, did you take the last beer? And he's chasing this yeah. guy around. Oh, no. I'm trying to see. I know he has a couple. He does say, go Gators, which is horrible, because we're Gators. But I think before he went in, he did say Florida State baby, so okay. he just ruins everybody at that point. Um, just an embarrassment for all Florida schools. Yeah, this but it's like the alligator equivalent of like if you had a glass eye and you're like, Wah! and you're like trying to touch people with it and be like, stop. The Florida equivalent of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that that just like we said with these Florida man stories, there's not much to that. If you want to quote, <laughs> he said, "I don't know what I was thinking. I didn't. I didn't say to myself, hey man, let's go viral tonight.'" <laughs> So uh, when he when you said I don't know what I was thinking I was expecting some kind of like remorse over the fact that it, it was he was more getting across that he's not sure what his like inspiration oh, no, was. No. I think now, I, I don't point, know what I was thinking. I should have ran in there with an alligator. It's more like I don't know what I was thinking. I guess sometimes just good ideas. Oh my gosh. He said yeah, this store has some good liquor, and I drank a lot of it that night. So he he was drunk. But yeah, that he's was... like stuck around for an interview or something. Like <laughs> yeah. I think he's good. It's always hard for me to transition to this the the final sentence of these things, but I think he might be going to jail for five years for doing this. Wow. Yeah, because it's like reckless endangerment. Yeah. Or something like that. I will say the alligator's mouth was taped. So. Was it? Yeah. yeah I mean, I feel like that. it can still be. He says he doesn't know where he got the alligator from. He, what? Uh, it That's, That's not like his pet. <laughs> oh, where did I get this alligator? <laughs> Let me see How do you mind. not know where you got an alligator he says from? He regrets his decision. He's been in contact with the FWC. I'm sure that's some kind of like animal cruelty thing too, if not. Oh, maybe that's why he's like, I don't know where I got it. Oh, right. Good, yeah. Could I'm, be smarter than we thought. I'm sure you have to have like a permit yeah, for that kind of yeah. stuff too. Man. Oh, man. That was good. It's mine. I kept it simple. 
Well, I'm going to go with my Florida Man story. I was between two stories, but um, this one literally is Florida Man. The, the title of this article is Florida Man Convicted of Plot to Bomb Target Stores in Alleged Stock Buying Scheme. So a man named Mark Barnett is 50, year old, 50 years old. He lives in or lived in Ocala, Florida. And uh, so he came up with the plan where he was going to um, tr- place bombs on the like the shelves of various Target stores all along the East Coast, like not even just Florida, like all the way Multiple. up to like yeah. And um, his plan was these bombs were gonna go off, and then Target stock was gonna go down, and then he was gonna purchase stock, <laughs> and then what? when Target stock uh, inevitably goes back up then he was going to be super rich. And he's quoted as saying, if someone has to die so that I can make some money, so be it, is uh, what he... Well, I guess I, he was he uh, said that to a confidential source, so we can't... We don't know for sure. But right. um, he offered someone $10,000 to create these bombs that were disguised as food packaging. So it would just look like, mm. I don't know, like a box right, of granola bar. Yeah, exactly. And um, But apparently, whoever it was... It's, it says the person, the source working with him, so I don't know if this is the bomb maker, mm-hmm. but turn him over to the police and turn over at least 10 devices that were already made. So, um, yeah, but, so yeah, he turned him in, and um, the searches of his house, his cell phone and computer revealed pictures of all these different grocery items that he had turned into bombs and, like, all these bomb components and stuff like that. Um, here's the, so, yeah, he, he says his intent was to have the company's stock plunge and then swoop in to acquire cheaply... Or to cheaply acquire shares before an eventual rebound in the price. But he said, uh, it says he's a registered sex offender released from state prison in 2013 after being convicted of multiple felonies such as sexual assault and grand theft. And beforehand, he was convicted of kidnapping in Mississippi. And now he's ours. Here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so his plan is to invest money because he wants to make more money out of that money. Correct. But the last time I had ten thousand dollars to spend on any one thing, yeah, was never, and <laughs> that and that that's predicated that he has more left over even that he's going to invest. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The ten thousand was just for the bombs. How's this and guy doing better? Than money yeah. How is this guy doing so well? I don't know. And it's as, as a, dumb as, a, as he is. As a convicted felon. As a convicted felon with the dumbest ideas. <laughs> that's insane. I don't know. So just because sure you gotta have money to make money. That's what I would say. That's crazy. I will say, like you said, that's crazy that the. I mean, what what it sounds like is that the person who was making the bombs called the police. Like, yeah, that's hey, what it sounds like. Uh, this guy's it's going too far. At first, I yeah. said five targets max. Yeah. He said fifteen targets. This guy's insane. He's having me make bombs. Here's ten of them that I have already made. And like, yeah, it's that's wild. when he realized it was crazy. Yeah, that's Florida that man. Seems like a lot, no? That's, yeah, uh, yeah. That's bizarre. At least how, 10. You, I was thinking about... How would that have even worked? You don't think the, that, like... You don't think that Target has some kind of insurance that would cover the loss of, like, their actual products? Like... Well, apparently... To the point where stock was going to go down? Well, I, I, I think... I think... It was because they were capable of causing property damage, serious injury, and death. So, I think he's thinking that people are gonna be like Afraid scared, to go, go to Target. Target, and yeah, exactly. No one's gonna want to go to Target. Right. In my mind, the bomb's not that strong. I don't know why, and it just like messes up a shelf. Like <laughs> yeah, it just it messes just, up anything. Yeah, it just like like. 
glass of rice over one yeah. arm. <laughs> that was, I mean, like, that's like a first draft plan. Like, that's Absolutely. crazy that he, like, went through with that. Or tried to, anyway. That's crazy. Yeah. Hopefully he wasn't going to mess with those little dogs. Literally sections. nothing. Those are my favorite. Would keep me up. from going to Target. Yeah, exactly. The target that I go to could blow up, and I would still go. Like I could, I could know it was going to. Right, if I knew there like, were ten bombs, how much real time quick, do I have? Real quick, say, real let me quick, look at the dollar not, section real quick. How many are there over by them DVDs? Because that's all. I, that's all I'm going for. Look at all those target price matches price. Amazon for anybody that didn't know. You don't even have to go back with what? the product that you already bought to customer service or whatever. Check out. Mm-hmm. Show them Amazon. If it's like Amazon Prime, they can prove that it's really from Amazon, and they'll give you that price right no there. No way. And if you forget or you find out later, you got like, I think it's like 14 days to go back and do it. Are you serious? That's insane. Target. So you just pull it up on your phone? Yeah. And I you're just like, hey, I can find I, this, this for... Is, this is a Target, this. and they'll just punch, they'll literally look at your screen and punch wow. it in the middle of the time. That's wild. Craziness. Um, my story is actually... But it has to be like the same. Yeah, it's got to be that exact thing. Okay. Um, like they also have a red bathing suit. They have a PlayStation Three. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like your PlayStation Four. Well, that was the thing. That's why it's got to be from Amazon Prime because people were opening up their own stores in Amazon and uh, listing a PS Four for like thirty dollars and then trying to go to Target and say hi. Wow, it's only $30 on Amazon. people that's a good plan. That's see that. That's yeah. a better plan. Yeah, than um, Mark Burnett. Targets. Take notes. Um, so we can't do that anymore. Actually. My, I don't have a Florida man story. Mine's a Florida boy story. Oh, okay. um, or a Florida mom, <laughs> the depending on story. which. Yeah, Florida, <laughs> Florida mom? Um, I like that. Florida mom. Uh, yeah, the headline is Florida mom warns about dangers of dragon's breath cereal. Um, <laughs> I came across this. I didn't read that? it, though. Yeah, it's weird. I it, Well, it's interesting because it's something I hadn't heard of uh, and a problem that is associated with the thing I hadn't heard of. So that, uh, a kid in Florida, uh, I believe this, this was Jacksonville, got sent to the hospital. So there's this snack that they sell at the mall. Um, I've never come across it, but uh, what it sounds like is it's like um, it, they take a cereal. Uh, it looks like what's the the fruit version of um, Cocoa Puffs? Not Fruity Pebbles. It, it, wait, uh, would that like be tricks? tricks? Yeah, it looks like yeah. So it's like tricks. And what they do is they they but without the fun shapes, right? And what they do is they apparently they like dip it into liquid nitrogen, um, <laughs> so that it comes out as like these little frozen, like just balls of cereal. I, I, so you're just eating like frozen tricks, essentially. But it's like insane frozen because um, so it tastes like Fruit Loops. It's like a regular like cereal type uh-huh. thing. Um, but it can be as cold as negative 320 degrees. What the heck? And so the idea is you eat these things, and when you breathe, little vapors will come out of your mouth and nose like a dragon. So it like, gets dragon's breath. Okay. Um, it's like they always say, like, uh, you got to get a job where you can give people what they need, uh, <laughs> and people need to have dragon's breath. So, Necessity is the mother mm-hmm. of invention. Hey, this looks pretty cool, actually. Looking at that's that's online. exactly the video that I saw. I guess the, I yeah, I think this is Johnny right here. You can see um, behind them. There's a video of just people like doing it. So you've got this kiosk in the mall, and people are just, there's like a TV showing people eating the cereal and blown out smoke. Um, but this kid um, had it, and he so they get this out of the way. He had very mild asthma, which sounds like the kind of thing that would you not let your kid do this but it's not, i mean it's not her fault i mean whatever if, if it, it was an issue they should have said something um so 20 minutes in his cough he, he, he's coughing like pretty much right away and after about 20 minutes it's like really consistent and they're trying to get him to a hospital and uh it gets to the point where 
uh, his, he's like coughing to the point where he can't catch breath and they're not going to make it to the hospital so they take him right to a uh, fire station and so EMTs give him um, uh, they give him like an IV and uh, albuterol eventually he needs to get like a, the EpiPen and they give him that and take him to the hospital and he needs like steroids like to keep his lungs open and stuff oh like that gosh. and they say it's kind of a freak reaction like it's not something that's really happening to anybody else but um, there's a doctor um that says even if you don't have asthma, it could be like really inflammatory or to your airways and esophagus and your stomach. So like I don't understand how this is like a business that yeah. especially is like selling the kids. Um, the kiosk says it's never happened before. They did post a thing that's like if you have asthma, maybe like stay away or whatever. But um, I have I have the Florida mom took to I think slight like asthma, but I don't know why I want to try it. I just don't see the knee. I mean, but it's like, they're bigger. Do you notice they're bigger than tricks though? They're like oh, so it's like so they did make the cereal. I guess they're not just taking literally yeah. cereal. You see it? It's big. Oh yeah, it's like the size of like a cheese puff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. I get it. It's not like that makes even less sense than like Dippin' Dots to me. Like you're just, like, Dots feeling is good. Yeah, Dippin' Dots. I mean, Dippin it's a good Dots, idea. At least it's just tiny or, things of ice good, cream. I don't it, know. It's been the ice cream of the future for like three years. <laughs> but I, this I don't understand because the it's distant like, future. Yeah. So, that's my story. Wow. And I'm sticking to it. So if anybody in Jacksonville wants a, I don't know, ship us <laughs> a dragon breath ball. How cold were they? This it said. See, this is a, there, there's actually another story of like um I don't think it was this same place, but like at a fair or something like that where they had something similar. There was a 14 year old girl who like it burned her hands. Sheesh. By because she was holding it. So, like, I don't understand how this thing yeah, is going to, like, not a good freeze through your hand. Does it you have to eat. be that cold? Like, negative, what was it, negative 320? Negative 320 degrees. I mean, I don't know if that's, like, the actual temperature. Maybe that's the temperature the liquid nitrogen is getting or what. I just don't understand. It seems like your body couldn't handle that. Yeah. So there must be more to it that this article didn't get into. Yeah. But, oh, wow. Yeah, so, Dragon's Breath. It has to be in the title for this episode, Dragon's Breath. Dragon's Breath. Um, so yeah, that was our episode about Miami. Dragon's Breath. That was our episode about <laughs> Dragon's Breath. We're making a spin-off Dragon's Breath podcast. podcast all about Dragon's Breath, Dragon's Breath, and Dragon's Breath. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Um, catch get, us on social media. Yeah, check Instagram, us out on Instagram. Meanwhile in Florida are, podcast is yep, the... At Meanwhile in Florida podcast. Oh, and it was Hard Rock Stadium. Is the Hard Rock Stadium is about the old Hard Rock Stadium. It's like Dallas Stadium Pro Place. Wow, that took you a while. That's a little, yeah, fun fact. Just, I, just finish research. When I was a kid, I walked into a, one of those concrete, like, parking poles where they show you not to park because we were super crowded and a guy had his hand on it. I thought it was an umbrella, an umbrella and he was going to, like, use, like, a cane and just, like, walked right into it. <laughs> In that and, parking lot? Yeah. Oh and I remember, gosh. like, I was little and, like, uh, we were dad and, like, some of his coworkers and his coworkers, like, made fun of me. They're like, how did you not see that? It was, like, a bright yellow thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so thanks for joining us again. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, be sure to subscribe and leave us like some kind of rating on whatever app uh, you're listening on. Yep. And let us know if you want us to do uh, your city or uh, city near sick, you. Yeah, sick us on your friend's city or something like that. I don't know what you want to do. All right, thanks for listening. Thank you. Catch you next time.